podcastjuice.net. The planet is restless, Captain. They want their podcast. And they shall have it. I'll beam down to the surface. You have the bridge. Captain, that is illogical. These are Trek fans. They will challenge and dissect your knowledge with great emotion. It is a mission fraught with danger, peril, and grave risk. Suggestions. Send in the red shirts. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's the red shirts. And man, do we have a big one today. We finally have a first look at Star Trek Discovery. And you know what we're going to do. All right, people. All hands are on deck. We have a first look at Star Trek Discovery. But before we get into that, we have to welcome back a wayward crew member. He abandoned his post. Traveler. Well, no, he abandoned his post. And I was going to make him number one, but he had to go and desert. So what do I what I am now? You know, what are you now? Uh, You know what? We're going to put you. um, What was uh, Uhura's formal title? Lieutenant. Well, I mean, her position. I guess communications. Communications. You'll be co- you'll be communications director for uh, for this ex- exploration. Is that okay? Sailing frequencies open, Captain. There you go. <laughs> all right. But uh, in all seriousness, Craig, just give us uh, briefly what what were you up to the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I took a trip to South Africa, which is where I was originally where I'm originally from. Visited uh, family members and uh, documentary that you and I are working on. I did a bunch of interviews for that. A bunch of people who live there, and so uh, was very successful. I, I loved it, and also enjoyed the time off. Real, real quick, I mean, thirty seconds or less. Give me the thirty-second pitch for the documentary. A pirate radio station that was uh, was around in the apartheid era that that helped start a movement against it. A radio station that started helped start a movement against apartheid. Exactly. That is, I, I think that is has. And I'm not saying this because I'm part of the crew, <laughs> but. The reason that I am on board is because you gave me that pitch, and I'm like, okay, I got to be a part of this. Uh, the name of the station, the the station was Capital Six Hundred Four, correct? Yeah, Capital Radio Six Hundred Four, and Six Hundred Four is the frequency on medium wave or AM. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, good stuff, good stuff. But now, let's set a course for Star Trek Discovery. We were just talking about this in your absence, Craig, about how we were unsure if this thing was actually going to happen. Now we actually have some footage. So, we've all seen the trailer, correct? Yes, yes, we have. All right. Craig, I want to start with you since I haven't heard your voice in so long. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's very touching, Mike. Well, let oh. me rephrase. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the this isn't TNG the Outcast. We're not going to go there with this. <laughs> uh, oh, here you go, man. <laughs> oh, by the way, by the way, Big Sexy, you'll like this. I watched DS9, um, oh, what was the name? I can't remember the name of it. Rejoined, where uh, uh, Terry Farrell, uh, Dax, meets up with uh, a Trill host who was her wife or uh, Yes. Wow. Yes. That, was an ama- and appar- that was an amazing episode. And apparently that was one of the first on-screen same-sex kisses in TV history. But that was an amazing oh. episode. Amazing episode. No. No way. That's what that's what I read. That's what I read on um well it was Wikipedia, but it, it I remember watching it thinking, Wow. I remember can't... seeing a same sex kiss on LA Law, man. Well way I don't know back. I don't know when I mean it, it was it was one one of the first and it was Star okay. Trek, you know. So that was uh 
Because Beverly almost had a chance to engage in the same-sex kiss in the episode where they first introduced the trill on TNG. Yeah. And I think they copped out on that. So that was amazing. It was directed by Avery Brooks and was very well done. But anyway, Craig, give me your general first impressions of the trailer. First impressions are that it was amazing and I loved it. It got me excited, very, very excited for, for the series. And I liked most of what I saw. We saw the ship so briefly, I wish we had seen it more, because it looks like they've done a bunch of stuff to it. And, uh, of course, I know you're going to complain about the Klingons, and I sort of feel the same as you. They've messed around with the way they look. Um, but otherwise, besides the Klingons, the series look great. It almost looks as if some of the crew are holograms in, in parts of the trailer. So that's sort of an interesting thing. You're talking about the but, Vulcan? The Vulcan? Yeah. But I also thought I saw the captain as a hologram as well. I might have been mistaken about that. Hmm. But um, but anyway, so it's 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 very intriguing, and and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, maybe you already went through this, but your highlights of the trailer? Definitely the ship coming through the clouds. <laughs> There's no okay. no question about that. That was a great shot, and um, it was sort of interesting to see the bridge being imagined as an old bridge, but looking a little bit modern. And I think we spoke about this before that we were worried, quite worried about the fact the show will look too modern for um, for being a prequel to the Kirk era Enterprise, which looks very 60s. But I don't know what to say about that. I suppose we just have to move past that. What were the cons for you? Well, the con definitely the fact that they're talking about Klingons and they look sort of in, in between the Klingons from the original series and the Klingons from the next generation. Maybe even even more different than that. Seems almost like they're a different species of Klingon. If you look at their, their their features, so that was a bit of a down. Although maybe I shouldn't be saying that because we we know so little about what what's actually going on in those scenes. Big sexy, you just saw the trailer yesterday. Am I correct? Yes, I did. <clears throat> yes, you are. What are your general impressions of the trailer? My general impressions of the trailer, without getting you know breaking it down, is in that two minutes and change I enjoyed it much more than the entire run of Enterprise wow (laughs) yeah I said it I said it the people who put this together really captured a lot of the original spirit of the show I love the little flip phone communicators you know it took me right back to being a kid and now I'm assuming that spider looking thing was a Klingon if it was, they got some explaining to do, but I enjoyed the captain. I didn't care for the guy playing the Vulcan, though. I didn't didn't like his performance, but I like the way the ship is laid out. I'm not a fan of the uniforms, but maybe those will grow on me. But this looks really good. This looks like it can be something. Okay, your highlights. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think that they're going to air it on normal TV, right? And then move it over to uh, All Access? Is that what they're going to do? That's my understanding, but am I correct that at some point we were talking about they were going to show it in theaters as well? Yeah, yeah, I'd seen that too. If they do that, they're going to get some people to try All Access, you know, because I think it'll it'll drive traffic over there just to try the show out. Let me get your highlights. What did you find most compelling? Oh, man, there's so much in here. I like the vibe of the captain. Love her. I like how... What is um Miss Green's character? I know she's a commander. What, does she have a character name yet? Uh, Michael Burnham. 
Michael, that's right, Michael Burnham. I like how Michael Burnham, as, you know, commander, at one point she kept bringing alternatives to the captain, and that is her duty to do that. The opening scene in the desert was reminiscent of, you know, Star Wars, boo, and a couple of episodes of, you know, Next Generation, and one episode of DS9, you didn't hear that. But when I saw them walking across the desert, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're doing this right. And your you know, low points. What were your low points? Uh, now, assuming that's the Klingon, I'll give them a chance to explain it. But the guy playing the Vulcan. You know, I'm used to people who've played Vulcans, obviously, Spock. And Tuvok nails it. Yeah, This yeah. guy is in the, in the ballpark of those two. So he's a bit of a letdown, honestly. Well, I'm I'm thinking you don't see see enough of him to. I mean, I I respect your your characteristic. I just you only see one shot of him, but you've already kind of you felt like that was enough for you to to feel a certain way about him, huh? Well, Klingon Klingons Vulcans generally have a stoicism about them. He doesn't have it. If anything, he was more dour than stoic, and it's like he's just not bringing it. At least in that one clip. Okay, okay. Well, let me give you my uh, impressions. First off, I, I have to give props to Michael Dean over at Podcast Juice, uh, our uh, our main sponsor for this show. Um, he hit me to the fact that the trailer had dropped. I was basically in flight from uh, doing some shooting in Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm like, oh, well, of course. While I'm up in the air, this is when all the Star Trek news comes in when I should be down on the ground reporting on it. But he told me about the trailer, and I got excited. I'm like, oh, my God. We finally have something to prove, if nothing else, that this thing's going to happen. And I looked at the trailer, and the first and foremost impression I got overall was it it looks good. They, they did not short shrift this thing. I see, I see the money all over the screen, and that made me happy. I was happy to see, get some r- relationship dynamics. I was expecting to see uh, Sonequa Martin-Green in a scene with, um, I forget the gentleman's name, but the, the gentleman playing, the actor playing uh, Lu- uh, Lucius Malfoy, um, Isaacs, Jason Isaacs, I think his name is. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but we didn't see him. We saw, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see him either. We, we saw Michelle Yeoh, which I'm fine with, but we had speculated that would they actually have a, a female captain and a female number one. Um, so production value-wise, performance-wise, overall, I'm like, okay, it doesn't look like shit, And I was happy to see that. Enterprise. <coughs> <laughs> highlights. Highlights. I just love seeing dynamics, relationship dynamics. I love that I now have a captain and a number one. Now, I don't know how that's going to, as I just said, translate into seeing the number one with Jason Isaacs, Captain Lorca. But we got some dynamics. We got some, we got an environment. We saw the bridge. We got into what what we're going to see as the universe of this Star Trek, which made me happy. Um, Sonequa Martin-Green looking good. I mean, looking <laughs> fine. Because, to me, she is a natural beauty. She's she's fine any, no matter how you cut it. 
But I, I was just saying to some people on Facebook, when you when I see her in, in real life, when she's doing press photos or whatnot, I'm like, girlfriend, what, who, who, who is your stylist? You need to <laughs> holler at them, man. God, okay, come on. Okay, okay, Q, Q. <laughs> come on, man. I'm just who saying. Who is your stylist? I work in the business. <laughs> I work in the industry. <laughs> Girl, who is your stylist? <laughs> and, you know. I, I was doing a shoot where I had a makeup artist, and I just said, we need this. I wanted to look like this, blah, blah, blah. She she was coming out in purple lipstick and blue lipstick and crazy hairdo, Afrocentric hairdos, which I have no problem with, but still looking crazy. <laughs> and now I see her here, and it's just, she looks beautiful. She's got a, I, I love the short cropped hair. I, I love, I mean, she's put together, and she is the fine looking woman that I knew she always was. She um, is. She is. <clears throat> she's gorgeous. I, I. So that's those are my highlights. Just seeing that they they put money into this. It's clear they put money into this. Okay, my low lights, Klingons. What what is that? What the? They look like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the one shot. He looks like Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, my God. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if the metaphor wasn't clearer, it's very clear to me now who these Klingons might just represent. I'm not going to say anything more. What are they wearing? I mean, it looks like something from Spider-Man's reject uh, wardrobe. So they they got some explaining to do. Exactly. I think you said that. I'm stealing it from you. They got some explaining to do. First of all, as we've said, the Klingons should not have ridges. And I apologize. I'm getting specific. I told you guys not to get specific. <laughs> they should not have ridges. So maybe they're going to explain that. I hope they don't just jettison that con- continuity. I have an issue with the uniforms. They look like the uniforms from the Kelvin Abrams universe. Matter of fact, a lot of the shooting, a lot of the s- shot composition... It rem- this looks like it's it's borrowing from the Kelvin universe, not the Prime universe, as we were told. Um, I mean, I think it's clear that it is the Prime universe, but I think you're saying the shooting style is from what they use there. And I was going to say another one of my uh, the things I didn't like about it is too much lens flare. Exactly. I mean, really. it, right. Way gonna, too much. <laughs> way too much lens flare. And uh, help, help me out here. Lens flare, like uh, when when a camp when a lens. When a camera pans or moves in front of a light, and you get that ring effect. Oh, there's a name for that. It's a flare. Oh, okay. It's literally a flare in the lens. Yeah. Um, and I remember yeah. the, the the very first Kelvin uh, Star Trek. They they were ripping into J.J. Abrams for doing too much lens flare because it was just insane on that on that movie. And then he he, he apologized and he cut back on the next one. <laughs> yeah, and also. Too many canted angles, Batman angles from the 1960s show where the camera is at an angle. And so when you play it back, the image is at an angle. Mm. And there's a lot of camera slow rotation on the y-axis, just like Abrams does and did in every one of his um, Star Trek films. So, And, and the uniforms, they look like the uniforms that um, we saw the, the Kelvin characters in the films they look like the uniforms that they, the characters in the films wore at Starfleet Academy or Starfleet Headquarters. So, I, Craig, I have to ask you, why do you say it's obvious they're taking their cues from the Prime Universe? I, I don't see that. 
Well, they, that's what they told us they were doing. They, they're very, very specific. Well, they lie sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're very specific and said this is definitely set in the Prime Universe. I don't think they would, would flip on that. Well, why um, aren't they wearing the, I'm going to call them T-shirts, the Prime colored T-shirts? Well, if you remember the, the original pilot of Star Trek, they wore actually very different uniforms to what they ended up on the second pilot. So it's possible that the way they explained it was that Pike was, what, five or ten years before Kirk? I can't remember now. Five years, maybe. And so this is ten years before Kirk, so maybe they, their uniforms on this ship are more like the original Enterprise uniforms. If you go back and look at those, they were like gray, gray uniforms. All I got to tell you, Starfleet, I'm telling you, I've never – if the United States military changed uniforms as often as Starfleet did <laughs> – we wouldn't know who to send off to war. <laughs> um, That's right. All right, so we just gave kind of our, our quick rundown on the trailer. I was a little bit more verbose, but I have captain's privilege, so that's okay. <laughs> but now I want to get into the minutia here. Uh, I want we're going to play the trailer, and I, I just want to you guys can see my screen, correct? Yeah. Okay, good. I want to play this trailer, and let's just break it down. All right, so see, we're gonna get into some real geekdom here. If I can get this thing started, there we go. And this does look very Star Warsy, doesn't it? Yeah, that that very much does. Ten years before Kirk, Spock, and the Enterprise. Captain, where are we going? We have no map, and you can't set a course without a star. Now, let me stop here. I don't in every iteration of Trek, unless the the crew members were trying to blend in with the culture because they were making first contact, they wore Starfleet uniforms when they beamed down. So I'm mm, going to assume that's not entirely true. It's not. Correct me, please. <clears throat> no, no. Um there was one episode of Next Generation. Actually they they had crash landed, so I'll take that out. But there's an upcoming episode, you didn't hear this, of wait, DS9. Wait, DS9, okay. And when Cisco, Dax, and actually someone else, I'm not going to tell you who, transport down, they're dressed like that because of, this, of the temperature of that, of that particular planet they were on. Okay, but they're wearing Starfleet-issued gear. Or oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Well, I doubt this is Starfleet. Right here. Well, it's hard to imagine. Nah, you're right. <laughs> and that looks like, like a total ripoff of. She looks like she's totally ripping off Obi Wan Kenobi. She looks like a what is it, a Jawa? That's what she looks like. Oh, stop! <laughs> what the hell? What? Yeah. Hey, look but, at that communicator. Come on, looks good. Old school. But now you heard her say she says it's it's really time that we talk about. It's been seven years that you've been under my command. Uh, Captain, um, what's her name, Georgiou, says that to Burnham. So I wonder, now this is all speculation, this is not spoilers. We do know that Burnham is going to end up under the command of Lorca. This is what we've been told. So I wonder if there's going to be a certain tragedy that unfolds. I hope not. You guys think, what do you think? Well, yeah, if it's a lateral move, what else could it be? Well, not necessarily a tragedy. But she could be reassigned like they did in um, the Chain of Command episode with uh, Picard for Captain Jellicoe. But it's probably going to be something of that nature. 
Because she's commanding the Enterprise. That's the, well, as we're going to see here. That's the, uh, that's a badass shot, too. The Enterprise comes through. I like the transporter. But the, oh, the Enterprise, the Discovery, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you see, see, I'm dar I'm diehard Kirk and Picard. <laughs> You're right. Yes, you are correct. This is the Discovery. This is not my Enterprise. Okay, so scrap all that. I like the warp effect. It's different. Well, That's lip they, flare, right? They got a bunch of colors on top of the the ship now, so they seem to have well, painted some of the areas. That's not Linus. Well, see the thing that you see in the center, where the the thing that you see in the center there, big sexy. That's a yeah. lens flare, and you can see okay. the radiating. Uh, you can see the um, circles radiating radiating outward. And what's yeah. what's ironic is that that's probably After Effects or some other program that creates that. So it's not like it's in camera that that happens. He he puts that in there on purpose in post. Hmm. Great unifiers, a few and far between. There, oh, she looks so good. That's a good shot too. That, I like how they compose that. Profound cause. Now you don't like the Vulcan here, right? I don't like him at all. No. I, that's amazing. I mean, visually, visually he's got it down, but just the way he talks, you know, Vulcans are very understated, arrogant, and you don't get that from this guy. Hmm. <laughs> okay. For their followers to rally around. Can I just say? Uh, <laughs> I'm just oh, gonna say go. it. Go ahead, say it. Sonequa has got. She's got that. She got that neck going. <laughs> She's got the neck going. <laughs> you know what I mean, Craig, right? <laughs> no, I don't. The, 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 the sister girl neck. <laughs> All right. I thought you were going to comment on his uh, on his headgear there. Well, yeah, that's um. See, again, that's straight from Kel um, the guy from uh, Kelvin Trek, right? Yes and no. Yes and no. Again, um. There's a similar headgear like that that was really used by the Jim Hadar. You didn't hear that. So that's really not really exclusive to the Kelvin Kelvin group. Now my question is home skillet next to uh you know, Commander you know, Burnham, who is this guy? We were we were talking about that. Um <laughs> Now Craig, let me point out one thing about yeah. the uniforms. Yeah. They they have definitely got a throw forward going on there to the Kirk era Starfleet uniforms. You see that pattern in yeah. the in the silver area? Right. That's the same pattern or very similar pattern to what the uniforms are made out of in, in their entirety in the Kirk era enterprise. Okay. You're that's correct. Now and notice also the Starfleet insignia, which I assume is not a communicator, it better not be. Um no. there's different colors. I wonder if those colors designate rank. Yeah. Well, it could uh, be. well actually the the the, the Apple not epaulets, but the 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 arm bands or whatever you call them and the the portion that you just mentioned Craig those are different colors too so Burnham's wearing gold he's wearing s copper or silver not copper silver it looks silver yeah um now t Craig to your point we were all, we were talking offline um you were concerned about seeing an alien that we've never seen before because it doesn't speak to the continuity of the, the trucks that are that come later in the continuity and right. I just quickly expand on that what you were saying. Well, so we see an alien here that is is, is in, a, in a prequel, but we don't see in it in any of the Star Treks that we've all seen already, including the Kirk era, Enterprise, everything, Next Generation. So he did, so it's almost as if the species lives only in this in this uh, time and space, maybe. 
So we'll they'll probably we'll probably find out more about this. But it's it, I think Mike, you said the same thing. Why introduce new aliens into a prequel? Well, let, let me say this. I, I completely hear where you guys are coming from, but I don't have a problem with it because I I would like to think that Star Trek Star Trek has such a deep bench of aliens that even in all of the the the, the series that we've seen, we haven't seen every alien species. No, no, true. And maybe even on on um the original series and TNG, we we didn't see all the alien species that were on the Enterprise at the time. So I'm okay with this. It's when they it's when they do like they did in Enterprise, the TV show that was canceled, where you have a race like the Sulaban and Starfleet got involved with a cataclysmic Sulaban war, which would definitely have repercussions down the line. That's when I have a problem with introducing alien species that we've never seen before. Right. Okay. So hopefully they don't. Whatever this guy is, his species doesn't play a huge part in Trek uh, canon. Unknown origin. We've come all this way, Captain. Now I gotta say that that view screen, Kirk and them wasn't rocking that. <laughs> no, no. That's a heads up display right there. So this, I'm telling you, this is Kelvin Universe, dude. Right? No. It looks very much like it. You're right now. Look again. But every time you see the ship, you see the old ship. Like that shot they just show where the bookcases and so on looks very much like the Enterprise even. You know what that that Vulcan looks like Jeremy Renner, <laughs> doesn't he? It does. <laughs> Out there on the edge of Federation space. I like the spacesuits because they're reminiscent of. I mean, original series. I do like that. It reminds me of the spacesuit from a motion picture. It does. Yeah. And I mean, look how beautiful this looks. I have to give him props. Look at this. I mean. The bridge, it look it looks nothing like this looks more modern than Kirk's bridge. Let's just just, just put it out there. Not really, because if, even if you you know, if you look at the if you look at the consoles and what they're standing on, that's that's straight out of the enterprise there. Now it's not the same colours, of course. It's not it's not the sixties red and all of that, but it's it's the shape is the same. Yeah, I, I'd rather be on this bridge than the bridge on in the original series. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but they're also, you know, they make them stand. Well, I guess they stand on TNG. and Yeah, they do. Starfleet, man, they are cruel, aren't they? <laughs> on your hey, feet. You gotta be in shape, there. man. You yeah, gotta be so. in shape. Computer. That looks, Enable I mean, these ignited. graphics look amazing. Yeah, they do. I'd like to know what that is. This, I think, and they're giving away a lot. It looks like the, they're, this is Kronos or Klingon Outpost or something. They're, they're going to some place where the Klingons are because we see a Klingon in this, looks like the mummy, a sarcophagus or something. Mm. There's a Klingon wearing his Spider-Man costume in the background. <laughs> now, what are those things? Those gray things? What, what are these? Any idea? They look like the, the villains from... Um, Star Trek Insurrection. Mm. Remember, remember the stretchy faced people? The oh, Sonar. Yeah. The, the Sonar, I think they were called. I hope this is not them. I wonder if this is going to be, since they're showing us these guys, these are not Klingons, is this some sort of Klingon hybrid species? Maybe. That's a, that's a good Captain, yeah that, that's that's a good call there might be. Command. We have engaged the Klingons. Okay, so they're meeting the Klingons for the first time apparently. Tell me, did that or did that not happen in 
the episode of uh, original series that we touched on. Uh, Big Sexy, you touched on it. Did, isn't, right, that the fir- isn't that the first time Starfleet meets the Klingons? In the original series? Yeah. No, no. They they had a pre-existing relationship, if I recall correctly. Because yeah, I remember tri- in the, um, the Tribbles episode, you know, they're on that space station, and Kirk rolls up, ah, Commander Kang, it's been too long, and they exchange pleasantries. But that was, the, okay, that was the first time we as the audience saw Klingons, is that correct? That I can't say. Okay. If, if the Tribbles episode was the first one, I don't, I don't believe so. Okay, okay. Okay, this right here, what kind of f*** is this? <laughs> <laughs> what the f*** is that? You know uh, that they this scene happens right after they talk about the Klingons and they show the Klingon symbol on the on the screen. But this certainly doesn't look like Klingons that even from the next generation. It, the it's hell? weird. I it looks mean, like a spider. Look at it. It mm. looks like Shaquille O'Neal wearing a Spider Man costume. Shaquille <laughs> <laughs> I mean I can't say it I, I'm trying to be politically correct. <laughs> Thank you, you, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh God, there's gonna be something in the front room. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I, listen, I can't. I don't want that hate mail coming my way. <laughs> Put it this way, I fully intend. I was gonna do a show called Cleon's Black by Proxy, and I think after this show episode, after this series debuts, we're gonna do that show. I, oh my God. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> All right. I don't know what yeah. the hell this is. Assuming this is a Klingon, they don't have the uniform right. You know, it's, he shouldn't have the ridges. You're right, man. This is a this is a misstep. I don't think this is a Klingon. Now that I'm seeing it again, I hope really? Not. You don't think so? They yes, it's got forehead ridges on the ridges on the forehead, but that doesn't mean it's a Klingon because other races in Star Trek have ridges. But this... if you pick up though, you see on the computer layout. The little Klingon uh, and ID tags. Pop Captain up. George Joe said we have engaged the Klingons. Yes, but of course they edit. They've 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 edited this thing down, so they're probably misdirecting us. Uh, That's what Greg, I think. Greg, I wish I had. Your, that... I have I have cautious optimism, but and I respect you, but wow, you, you you're going to hold on to that half full glass, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how editors edit stuff down. They misdirect you all the time. You see the tr- you, you see like the preview for your upcoming TV show in one week, and it's completely misdirected. Okay, okay, all right. You will never learn, Vulcan. Your tongue is too human. So that's making us think that that's the kid between um, number one and, and a Klingon. I mean, in a, in a Vulcan. That Say that again? Scene it's the kid. The scene, yeah, the kid is, is looks like it's um, the kid between the Vulcan and number one, right? Oh, because the they show them together. The Vulcan and number. Shaniqua's character. I, she has a kid. I didn't read any of that. No, no, I'm not. I'm saying in this in this edit, that's what they're making us think, aren't they? Oh, right. Sure. Don't that edit. Hey, pack that up. I'm trying to save you. Yeah, see oh, what he says. What, you you don't have the right I'll, tongue or whatever. Then they show her. I'm gonna back this up. We gotta back this up. We're gonna back that thing up. Hey, you are blowing my mind right now. You're telling me, oh my God, I think you're right. Yeah, have a look now. Watch, watch how they edit it. Now again, it could be misdirection. But uh, watch no, I think I think that Vulcan has some some Afrocoid <laughs> blood. In- I'm sorry, some what? 
there's some there's some Afrocoid blood in this in this are you kidding me? You know who that is? I'm gonna tell you who it is. Who is it? That's a little Tuvok. <laughs> yeah. It better not be. No. That would be so cool if that was a little Tuvok. Because yeah, right Vulcans age a lot slower. No. You hey, know what? The fact that I know. see the fact that they superimpose Sonequa's face over that Vulcan, and then we see her in what looks like some sort of chamber and the thing going over her stomach. Mm-hmm. Craig, I, I think you might have hit something, and she looks. Oh my God! Let me stop. Okay, let's <laughs> let's, let's move. She looks on. good lying there, right? She does. <laughs> I already, I already got caught up once. <laughs> that will we won't go into that. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to. Save Is she talking to the captain there? Of all of you. I don't like the hallway. Now that I think about it, the hallway to me looks a little. To, uh, Here we go. Galactica. Okay, guys. No, back up. Se- back up guys. to like 147, 146. 146? Okay. Yeah. That. That's a great shot. It is. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean. I mean that could be a poster. I mean, that's a. I'm going to make that my desktop, actually. I, I love that. From a from a, uh, a astronomical standpoint, it's impossible. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it impossible? If that planet was really very, very big, you'd see it like that. Yeah, I don't think planets can be that close together without it rupturing the core due to gra- gravitational pulls. You know what? Now, see, these cats here, Not, I'm not getting a Klingon vibe off them. No. Nah. You know what? I think I think I got it, guys. I think this we're seeing some sort of hybrid species or something. Because I see the ridges here that look more Klingonish. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's, but I got to tell you, I like the fact that I can't figure this out. I like that. It's Nick. One thing I can't figure out is don't tell me that they're not trying to make a statement. Look at the nostrils. Come on, look at the lips. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm taking it there, people. Audience, I'm not trying to be offensive. But what's going on here? <laughs> what the? Okay, wait a minute. Let's back up. Yeah, I want to know what that uh, that that is coming out of that whatever it was. And it's such two... a quick shot. It's got, know, it deserves right? a pause. Let's, I want to try to pause it. I want to try to pause it. Cut off its head. Boom. Yeah, now that, that looks, looks like um, Predator. <sighs> predator, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. All right. Doesn't fire first. We have to. Okay, now see. Okay, I. Sonequa. <laughs> I, I, I want to call it Michael. I think I know what's going to happen. I th- Unfortunately. <laughs> I think Captain Jojo is going to be like, get this bitch off my ship. <laughs> <laughs> because you see, Michael's ready to Michael's ready to get some Trump on. Let, let's launch these bitches. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I think there's going to be a little bit of um, a little bit of friction between number one and uh, the captain. My people were biologically determined for one purpose alone. To sense the coming she is a beautiful woman. Okay, sit, now see, I'm going to play this back. Because I want everyone to hear what this guy says. My people were biologically determined for one purpose alone. To sense the coming of death. I sense it coming now. Okay. So, that tells me this guy was genetically modified or something? Or genetically created to sense death? I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like some bullshit. 
Come on, writers. Writers. Come on, writers. Now. Let's not be lazy here. Michael Burnham is about to get it on on some Klingon ass. Or whatever that is, yeah. Then we have the traditional uh, icon of Starfleet. This looks so much better than Enterprise. It just, it really does. You know what? I, here, here's, okay. Let me just say this. I was prepared to say that I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I said that already before. Looking at the, the set design, it's all beautiful. However, it looks like it could be any generic sci-fi show. Uh, any type of show on the network, sci-fi. It doesn't have the Trek identity, as far as I'm concerned. Obviously, you see, in, uh, I keep saying Enterprise. Obviously, you see the Starship Discovery, which has obviously DNA in the Starships, as we know, like the Constitution class Starship. You see the rank. You see, you see, you see the ranks displayed. Captain number one, uh, science officer. You see aliens, which <clears throat> may or may not be Klingons, but we can assume they have something to do with Klingons. The problem I have with it, it doesn't, the Star Trek identity is not really strong enough for me. I mean, literally, it looks like any generic science fiction show that's on the sci-fi channel. Well, that's because these characters are all new to us. You know, well, once we get used to this, it'll it'll grow into the uh, Star Trek lineage. Um, but see, that's the thing. I, I can't, I can't, buy, now, I don't mean to complain. I, breaking it down the way we just did, I have a lot more love for it. I, I will say that. Um, because you guys have helped, we, between the three of us, uh, we, getting your insights on it. You, Craig, you and and uh, uh, Big Sexy, you, you've given me things that, oh, okay, I think, oh, I see, Craig, you're on to something. Big Sexy, yeah, I think you're on to something. So I didn't have that before when I was watching it by myself. But So now I can appreciate it more. But it's still, when, when the new movies came out, I didn't have to sit there and get used to it. I saw red uniforms, green, uh, blue uniforms, yellow uniforms. I saw phasers. I saw, it, it, at least it had a Trek biosphere about it, if that makes sense. This, I see flashes of Trek, like when she pulls up the communicator on the desert planet. Before that, it looks like Star Wars. Looking When you get on the bridge, I can see a little bit of Trek, but it's so dark and almost alien that... Like you said, Big Sexy, I have to get used to it. Now, this thing, Trek has been out there for 50 years. I shouldn't have to get used to anything at this point. So that's just how I feel. I, I, I'm going to give this a B plus. Um, and I am I am very excited to see what they're going to do. I'm very excited to see this. Okay, so now that we've broken down the trailer and I've given you my kind of post, post analysis, you guys, you take the floor. I'll say it again. I like it. A lot better than Enterprise, and again, I know it's only two minutes, but the way the characters interact, the way they deliver their lines, it's a lot more, for lack of a better word, serious. There is a appears to be a rigid command structure. As much as I didn't like Captain Archer, I'm liking, you know, Captain Jojou, and I'm, I'll go ahead and say it. If I see the premiere. In the theaters or wherever I see it, 
and it keeps that intensity up, I will go ahead and sign up and watch it for all access. Craig, what are your post-trailer thoughts now that we've seen it and broken it down even more? I, I actually like it even more now that we've already deeply analyzed each scene. I'm looking forward to it, and um, I, I do see the trick in it. But as a trailer like this, I think it's tough to to keep the identity of the show in it because they're, maybe they're trying to show us too much stuff or maybe they're trying to show us what's different about this new series. But I think there's enough trick in there, the way that some of those consoles are designed, the communicator, beaming, um, obviously Discovery, still got the nacelles. So it's, it speaks to the Star Trek universe to me still. So I'm excited. Do you think that... Should we as Trek fans just assume, and is it for the best, that they are pretty much just washing away the 60s Star Trek original series? Because, you know, for me mentally, I pretty much have to do that. Because when I see, I I still have my screen up, you can see we're looking at a console. And it is, I mean, it is very, it's more elaborate than what we saw in the, um, the Kirk movies. So do we just have to get do we just have to in our minds uh imagine that Kirk, Spock and Bones are in a Trek original series and we just have to imagine that this is what it really would look like or we just have to reimagine the original series like this? Yeah, that is a tough one. I, I looking at it like this, it's really tough to get past this. And it was also the same complaint I had about Enterprise. Right. Because Enterprise was a similar situation where they were showing much more modern equipment, much more modern screens to the stuff they showed on the original series. So I would have preferred if they kept it more like the original series. You can still show these displays, but you can show them in a more, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, a more primitive way, the way they would have shown in the 60s. I wonder, does this make sense? Maybe they should... um redo all of the episodes of the original series maybe do an animated no no, no do an animated series and update it i know you can't do an, another animated series right another animated no, now, now we're getting into star wars territory here where yeah. the, you know who goes back and changes the movie all the time yeah we don't do that <laughs> well yeah it's, i guess that we're just going to live with the fact that something happened where the technology from now from from discovery to the original series, something happened. Maybe there was a big North Korean hack. Oh, you <laughs> they had to go back. I don't know. <laughs> well, think about this. Remember when Spock would look in his sense, sensors, a little doohickey, and sometimes Sulu had this little like visor thing pop up out of his console. Maybe that is what they're looking at. Uh, okay. I know. It's, it's a reach. <laughs> it's a reach. I know. I got to go with the Bart Simpson mean. At least you tried. <laughs> <laughs> the show, the, the the trailer's got great momentum on it, and this could work for CBS, giving people to go to all access. Oh, definitely. If I go see this in the theater, and I think they were going to do it in IMAX as well. And I don't know if oh, I have that right. I'm I, all over that. <laughs> I don't, don't quote me on that. If I go see this in the theaters, and it's it's even a fraction good, um. I, I, yeah, they're gonna get more. They're gonna get another eight dollars a month out of me. Yeah, me too. And that's one thing that's good about having a show online. I don't know if uh, CBS All Access is 
restricted to the same censorship mo models that they are over the air, but maybe gives a little more room to do more things. Well, yeah, I mean, I, but doing more things might make it less Trek. Also true. You know, I think DS9 right now, and that show was out in the, in the late 90s, I think it's stretching already. And that was the late 90s. <laughs> so. Yeah, good point, good point. But so there you have it. That's our review of the trailer. I, again, and I'm sure I speak for my crew members. I am so, I'm just thrilled. Even though I have some negatives, I'm just thrilled that we have proof that it's actually happening. <laughs> because this, we, we're on what, the third delay? or We had three um, delays, I think. So we got something. And despite my reservations, I can say this. All the money is on the screen. They put money into this. Uh, they, they put effort into this. Um, just, just the planet tableaus uh, of them walking along the planet, beautiful. The stuff in uh, outer space, beautiful. J the production design, even though I have a problem with it, is it actually Trek or is it any generic show? Putting all that aside, it's still beautiful. So, yeah, I'm all in. Guys, you all in? I'm in for the premiere, and let's go from there. <laughs> You're supposed to say, <laughs> that was the Three Musketeers moment. <laughs> well, I'm let's, sorry, Aramis, I didn't know. <laughs> let's try this one more time. Guys, are you all in? Yes, I'm all in. <laughs> Craig, Craig, my communication yes. director, are you in? Uh, I am in. Okay. Wow, let's wake up, guys. We almost hit an asteroid. Come on. <laughs> Who's steering this ship? Jesus. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Like I said, I just found out about this trailer yesterday while I was in, in transit, and I knew that we had to uh, get a show off the ground right away. I mean, finally, we actually see something solid with Star Trek Discovery. And despite my reservations, if nothing else, I can say Sonequa's looking good in it. She looks strong, and the money's there. They, they put some effort into it. I, I got some issues with it. Don't don't forget that. I got some issues. But I'm just glad that we have something that we can see, something that makes it concrete finally. And yeah, you can believe once this once this thing hits the air, my compatriots and I, my crew members, we're gonna do this once again. We're gonna give you a full a full report on Star Trek Discovery. So until then, signing off. Take care. We finally have a first look at Star Trek Discovery, and you know what we're going to do. Break it down. Oh, I like, I'm going to use that. Nice. <laughs> nice, Craig. You're getting, you're getting into it now. Okay. <clears throat> all right. I might have to edit all that out so I don't look like a complete idiot. Um, Break it down. Red Shirts is not endorsed by Paramount Pictures, Viacom, or CBS. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Star Trek, the Star Trek logo, and all names, pictures, and audio of Star Trek characters are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders.